It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. The witches are back with Hocus Focus 2. I'm Candace, and with me are my fellow waffles, Arzu. Hey, Arzu. Hello. And Mac. Hey, Mac. Hey, Candace. Hey, Arzu. Hi. Okay. And we had to make a special Geeky Waffle episode about this specific movie because Hocus Pocus, we've talked about for years on this podcast because it was a big part of our childhoods, right? Huge. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I have no idea how Mac and Arzu feel about this movie, and I'm really <laughs> excited. Okay, Arzu, feelings. Okay, go. Here's my thing. As a movie, I enjoyed it. As like a Halloween vibe thing, loved it. As a sequel to Hocus Pocus, I think it's a little odd because it softens a lot of the punches of the first one. And I'm like, okay, this feels more like an homage than a sequel. That said... I will be watching it every Halloween. <laughs> okay, yeah. Mac? I loved it. I realize these days that I am not, it's not hard to please me, like, as long as I'm entertained, and I was, and there's some good laughs, like, I'm gonna enjoy the movie, and it it didn't have to be a masterpiece, it didn't have to break the mold, it was just nice to spend time with the sisters, because, I mean, I'm sure, like, all three of us, like, my earliest memories are of that movie, like, I just remember playing it on TV, and I was actually really scared of Billy Butcherson. So, no, I was scared I... of the sisters. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, this was such a good movie for me. And I liked that it took it in a different direction. I felt like it was a nice, I would agree with you, Arzu, like homage to, uh, you know, to the first one and stuff like that. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Not to say I didn't like it. I did like it. I really liked it. But yeah, it just, it just like, felt, it felt more homage you. than, it, it just, yeah, it will probably get into it, but yeah. yeah. I just do want to say for the record, I did like it. Okay. Uh, I don't want to get into too many spoilers just out of the bat, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I actually watched it with my dad because I'm oh. still at my parents for post-hurricane and he said it, it was fun. He watched the original, I think once in the 90s, so I'm not sure if he caught like all the references, but you could tell that Bet, Sarah, and Kathy were just having a blast yes. doing it. And I think that really the energy of it shows that they're having fun with these characters again. Absolutely. Because I feel like if they were just not tapped into the project at all, it really would have come across and it would have been really hard to get into. Because yeah, I feel I this movie, it, this movie dangerously teeters the line, I should say, between people excited to have this new movie and others wondering like, why are we waiting so long after the original and stuff like that? But I actually yeah. have a YouTube video about why it took so long because it took so long for this to become a popular enough cult classic. On Modern Tomatoes, last time I checked, it's at like 61% critic score and 50% audience score. Which okay, well, we know on this show that people are joyless and don't enjoy <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> which honestly isn't surprising because the original Hocus Pocus did not get a great critic score or even audience score back in the day no granted it was 1993 so rotten tomatoes wasn't as prevalent well it didn't exist what am i saying it didn't exist i just feel like the original had space to grow and become a cult classic over the years to the point where mm -hmm. now where we're at the sequel and we're like yes it's time we're revisiting like this version of salem and the sanderson sisters and all that I worry this one won't be able to grow in the same way because so much of Hocus Pocus 2 relies on you having loved Hocus Pocus 1. Oh, definitely. There were like, so many yeah. references. But also, it's this issue with nostalgic-based 
sequels and reboots yes. is people expect to feel what they felt when they were five, which is impossible when it's 30 years later. I'm not going to feel like, I think I saw this when I was six or seven on VHS original. And I was utterly terrified, but also transfixed <laughs> because they were Same trying to eat, <laughs> Yeah, I was, they were trying to eat children. And I was like, I'm a child. That's terrifying. But, but also the way like, they, they're, the way yeah, they but they're all, Emily freaked me out as a kid. I was like, no, thank you. The way? The way they like suck Emily's soul out in the first oh, one. Oh, yeah. As a kid, I was like, no, thank you. And how they're so obsessed with Thora Birch's character and just, I was like, cause I was like a little bit younger than her. And I was like, oh. Kind of missed her, not gonna lie. Or yeah, I there weren't. The um, trio yeah, of, so of the protagonists, I should say. Not yeah. the trio of witches, they were great, but I missed the, protag the three protagonists from the first one. Yeah, so there aren't any characters other than the witches and Billy Butcherson that are in this movie from the original, which... There is a sequel book uh, that came out a few years ago that actually is about the daughter of, oh God. The, Max the, the, and Allison. Yes. And she, her name's Poppy and she accidentally brings him back. How many times are switches coming back? Everybody needs to get out of Salem. My partner pointed out that as long as they have the book, the chances are that the witches will probably come back. So we like, need to set the book on so fire. Do we think there's going to be a third movie down the road? Based on the post credits, I do because there was like a box in the shop with okay. black flame candle. So apparently, I need to be watching like like for post credit scenes because I didn't actually. Oh yeah, I turned mine off too because I didn't. Yeah, I no. So here's what I do now: when I watch on my computer, I will toggle like over the end credits to see if it just stops or if there's a scene, and then I'll know to click forward. That's smart. That's smart. Okay. So yeah, there is a chance for a sequel. I'm very surprised though that Disney didn't put this out into theaters. Me too. Because that made me a little worried about the quality of it. Because the original was a theatrical release, even though it came out in July 1993, <laughs> which is hilarious. So I was like, oh, do they not have faith in this one either? Because they don't have anything out right now, I don't think, no. in theaters. So it's not so. like they have competition, which is the reason that they released the original in July was because they had Nightmare Before Christmas. I had no idea. That's crazy. Fascinating. Mac, you need to be watching our YouTube videos. Yes. <laughs> I've uh, been up in the ball a little bit. <laughs> I think it's probably partially like for the Disney Plus thing and partially, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but the vibe is so like decom in this movie. Yeah. That I actually yeah. liked that it was that it was the new version of DCOM. It was like direct to streaming. Like, do you think you would have seen release. gone and seen this in theaters, or would you no. have waited? Yeah, I would have waited for it to hit Disney Plus. I think so too. So. I might have seen it in theaters if I could have got like a group of my friends together who were like in a nostalgic mood. See, I think, and you capture it perfectly with that word nostalgic, because I think we remember the first movie better than it actually is. And I think a lot of that is because of the nostalgia. Yeah, it's not the best quality movie, but it's fun. I and still enjoy I, it. Yes. And that's how I felt about this second one is I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was so fun. There's that word again, the paid homage to the original. If you look at the crowd of costume Salem nurse or people at the festival 
you see them wearing the exact same costumes that the parents were wearing at the Halloween dance. Salem is trapped in time. <laughs> like Salem does not have any cable service. They don't know any pop references past 1993. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah, was... did you all catch oh. that there was a couple watching Hocus Pocus on TV? Yeah. I know. I was like, wait, what? It was so they could have Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall. Oh, okay. Gary Marshall, like a cameo, cameo by them, even though they passed away. That's oh, so that's... cute. But it, it was weird that they were like, watching the movie. Meta. Through, yeah, I was like, whoa. I guess if you think about it and the story of Hocus Pocus, like of that movie is so known in Salem now, I guess it makes sense. Somebody made like a TV movie out of it. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like that's what Wes they're watching. Craven's new nightmare, kind of. <laughs> Very meta. <laughs> Maybe that's where Allison and Mac, Max are. <laughs> I was about to say Mac. They're in Hollywood because they sold the rights to their story and they're making bank. There you I'll go. Hang out in Hollywood house. with them. That would be dope. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you think of the music of this one? My one criticism was I liked the song that they sing at the end, that the Sanderson sisters sing at the end, but I didn't like the song that they sang when they were enchanting the town. I felt like maybe they could have switched the songs, have them sing The Witches Are Back, and then for the credits, sing whatever that song is called. One Way by Blondie. Thank you. I think it worked for, like, one way or another. They're looking for the mayor. Yeah. So very much like, where are you? <laughs> Plus, it's like going back to the 93 one where they're singing a, a twist on a classic to enchant the true. town. Yeah. Yeah. What I didn't like, and I liked The Witches Are Back during the end credits, I didn't like it when they appeared and started like, singing initially and just started singing because I'm like, why are you, who you like, other than that, like 20, not even 24 hours, other than those like four hours in 1993 your pop culture knowledge ended in 1693. So I don't know why you came out with like a ready-made 2000s pop song. My guess is that most pop artists end up in the bad place. And so maybe... (laughs) (laughs) They just picked it up there. Yeah. I just thought like, not to whip out my film degree, but I just liked that in the first one, the only musical number was a diegetic musical number. So like it exists within the world of the story in the context of a performance. So if it had been the same in this, and then they like do that new track over the end credits, it's the end credits. Like, well, Mamma Mia, here we go again with everybody singing with their past selves. Like we'll buy that suspension of disbelief. But for them to just materialize and be like, the witches are back with like music. I'm like, why? Yeah. But that's like a a minor issue. Totally. Yeah. I did like that Izzy's like, one of the girls who brought them back was like, who are they singing for? That was funny. They bring it up. And Mary's like, for you. So that kind of, I was able to accept it a little bit more because like Sarah sings to children a lot, like to enchant them. So that is something in the mythos. Like, yeah, I guess. So yeah. there's also it's, one. just not a pop song usually like that. <laughs> there's like one thing and it's not exclusive to Hocus Pocus, but unfortunately they did it in this one. And it's something I dislike across media in general is when characters who are from, the distant past use the word like the way we do like i don't know oh yeah i just Uh, like thought we could i'm like no don't do that mary did that a couple of times with like slang and i was like there was another thing she said and i was like that cowabunga she She said cowabunga with the roombas (laughs) which i thought was was hilarious okay the roombas were really funny that was very funny (laughs) 
like yeah it's very clever i like that she upgraded from her gross old vacuum to a pair of roombas and honestly i was like that is Chekhov's roomba when i saw them putting the salt down i was like those roombas they're gonna have their day in the spotlight and they did if my Roomba could go over things like those Roombas could, I guess they're enchanted. I would be very happy. You need to enchant your Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> it already scares my dog so much. One thing I just wanted to mention was the beginning with the three younger actresses who portrayed the sisters. And I thought they were so good and captured the mannerisms of the older actors so well that I was like, prequel series? When? Yeah, I wanted more yeah. of them. They were good. They, they were great. great. I was Mary in particular. Yeah. Mary in particular really stood out. I was like, she's got that like manic Kathy Najimi energy. The way she like bobbled around the house a little bit and would say the same thing. Like Winnie, it was like, yeah, you're definitely Mary. Yeah. Let's talk about the three modern girls. So Becca and Izzy are the two that bring back the witches. Yeah. And I found it very interesting. Like they're color coded for the witches. Like they're supposed to be foils for them. So. I mean. Becca's wearing green, like one of red. Oh, Izzy's in what? Red. Do you guys not know? I didn't know. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because Becca's like the head of the three of them, really. Like she's the main character. So she's in green, like Winifred. Oh, I didn't notice. And um, Cassie at the end, she's wearing some pink. It's not as. She's got like pink pants on, right? Yeah. So like Sarah's wearing pink. I felt like out of the three, Cassie, I think was her name, was the least developed. And so Izzy was Izzy and the main, what was Becca. her name? Becca. Yeah, Izzy and Becca, I think were the most, like, because we spent the most time with them. And so they yeah. were more interesting to me. I loved their arc specifically yeah. and how it can relate to the Sanderson sisters a little bit. But the three of them obviously will hopefully have better, better lives growing up and yeah, because not do child murder. <laughs> yeah, because... Surprise, they're actually witches. Wait, Becca is, but I feel like maybe the other two, just like how Sarah and Mary kind yeah, of by went extension. Along. Yeah. Which it's an interesting, yeah. There were literal foils for them. Huh. That was actually really clever and I didn't even notice. Cassie's the youngest, she gets excluded. Like a younger sister. Mm -hmm. She's also the sense. only one with a partner. And Sarah yeah. is uh, the most boy crazy. Yeah, that's true too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Gilbert, played by Sam Richardson, who I adore so much <laughs> when I first saw him in Veep. Which, speaking of Veep, also, Tony Hale has dual roles in this, and I think he's amazing, too. But So good. Manic all the way. <laughs> yeah, that's Tony Hale's, like, that's his bread and butter. He does it, yeah. But, yeah, Gilbert, he is a big fan of the Sanderson sisters so much he bought their house and has all their stuff and tricked two teenage girls into bringing them back. Yeah, he irritated me. He tricked them into bringing them back. And then he, at one point, he left the movie for a while and then popped up with Billy Butchardson at the end when all the action was done. And I was just like, I don't really like this guy, but the sisters do. And I guess if they're going to go back to the status quo, he didn't do too much damage in the end. Like nobody died. So... I guess we're okay. But yeah, he was like, they're misunderstood, which it just feels like they're calling out like a lot of fans. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm always focused. <laughs> it's like, I saw you in 1993 and I'm obsessed with you. But he like but the... literally could have gotten them like killed. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and his whole thing is like, they're misunderstood. I get what they're doing. They're like calling out the fans. 
But I'm like, but they weren't misunderstood in the 1993 movie. They showed up like, what if we murder a town full of children? Yeah. And it's only us with this added context of this movie that we're like, oh, they got pushed to this position. But they were still murdering children. Yeah. But they were still murdering children. <laughs> I love like, that Mary calls out the mother witch in the flashback, the pre-credits flashback. The mother witch is like, that's what they call her in the credits or something. And it's like, oh, I don't know why witches are hated. And Mary's like, children. yeah, because you eat their children. I Mother Witch was she was hot, by the way. Yes. Yeah, she she's was. Hannah, also, Hannah I think her raven, her bird was at the end of the movie. And I was like, it was, which is another indication that we're probably looking at a sequel. Yeah. Wow. Let that sink in for a minute. Hey, it sunk in. Hocus Pocus 3. Maybe time travel will be involved with that one. Like oh, Cinderella. Like oh. Cinderella 3 is one of the best Disney sequels, so I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Doug Jones gets to talk. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Doug Jones gets to talk, so that's he really does. great. Mm-hmm. He's he actually gets something actor. to do. Yeah. So really love that. He is a great actor. Let's see here. Did you want to read any reviews from Yeah, you already gave us the Rotten Tomatoes score, but are there like review? Yeah, there is. It's like again, it's a mixed bag. Not surprised. Oh, it's at 59 now. And so that's a rotten score. Oh, wrong. False. I know I was sitting here complaining, but they're incorrect. Empire (laughs) Magazine says this is an unevenly plotted as the original, lacks even the element of surprise, and not even a reasonably good standard. Movie Freak says Focus 2 is more magical than the predecessor, but that does not mean it casts a memorable or lasting spell. Wow. Oh, yeah. But Los Angeles Times says. It's no more clever or inspired than the first, but the three of them are such game performers and so adapt at bounty antics and menacing facial contortions that thou wilt not care. Thou wilt not care. Yes, thank you. Somebody said it had no soul. It was purely evil. Like, I think they mean like as a money grab. I see. Ah, that's a little far. I just, I found it to be fun. Yeah, it was entertaining. It did what it was supposed to do. It was a good Halloween movie. And I don't know if the people who are like comparing it haven't watched the original in a while. It's still that same level camp. I love the scene of them in the Walgreens because there's (laughs) actually- So funny. (laughs) There's a deleted scene in the original of them in a grocery store. There you go. So they got to do some things that they wanted to do in the first. and Which is like an eerie like idea, like Salem is slowly becoming corporate. So maybe that's the plot for part three. three. (laughs) I'm just like, this is a very detailed Walgreens commercial. There was an Amazon Alexa. That scared the witches. Oh, it was so funny. I was laughing the entire time. Yeah. So yeah, I did. I really enjoyed the part where they explored more modern things because they didn't really they got a little bit of that in the original but not not enough it's funny but overall yeah the kid actors from the flashbacks the kid actors in the modern times great kids yeah all all good performances yeah all solid they played the straight man characters they let the witches do their thing and that's for the best i think yeah you don't with those three characters you can't have anything else no but yeah glad that billy finally got to tell his side of the story yes (laughs) poor billy (laughs) he only kissed her once but yeah anything else to add 
go watch it. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. it's a blast. It's hard to talk about something when it's just like mid. It's yeah. like it doesn't break yeah. the wheel. It doesn't like it was good. Like it yeah. was fun. So it didn't. Yeah, it didn't break the mold. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. Okay, Artsy, where can people find you online? Best place to find me online is at Arzu Amin. I host Space Waffles on this network. I write for the site, all that good stuff, but it's all in my bio. Okay, and Mac, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me at macthemuser.com, and you can also find all my writing at the Geeky Waffle. And like Arzu, it is also in my bio. <laughs> yeah, the best place to find all my nerdy stuff is to find me on Twitter. Twitter is Candace is a Geek. We're at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the geeky waffle everywhere else, including YouTube, where I did a video on how Hocus Pocus went from a box of a slop to the cult classic we know and love today. It's down in the show notes. Yes. Awesome. Okay, and stay geeky, everyone. <laughs>